thank you for listening to the Big Fat Roundup. Remember to like, comment and share on all of our socials. We've got a Facebook page, a Twitter account and we're on YouTube too. You can also find the podcast on iTunes, Acast, SoundCloud and anywhere else you normally get your podcasts. Anyway, enough of that, let's get right into the show. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening to episode 16 of the Big Fat Roundup. Welcome to another exciting show, jam-packed, full of goodness. Straight away, I will say hello to Alistair. Hello. Hello. How are you? It's been Um, a while. It has been a while. It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, We've taken a bit of time off to kind of try to refine... Uh, the show somewhat, um, change a few things, nothing major, will still be a good, fun riot. Um, but yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. Uh, what have I done? Ah, not much. I'm just, you know. Well, we've, been, we've been reformatting the show. We've been busy, haven't we? So um, so you have been doing much. Don't, don't you'll sound lazy. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, I've been tinkering behind the scenes, you know, little screwdriver, pop the bonnet. You know, like in Far Cry 2, where you'd smash your Jeep into a tree and set fire to it, and it would start smoking, but then you'd just get a wrench out and just start, like, hitting the engine, and it would magically fix. It's like that. Yeah. That's what we've been doing. It's like if you get, yeah, shot, in, you get shot in the face in, like, a video game, then suddenly you put a bandage around yeah. your hand, and you're fine again. Yeah, exactly. You just walk it off. Yeah, um, yeah so... Episode 16, we've got a lot to talk about today, some big big subjects, a lot's happened since we last recorded, um, so we're going to try and squeeze as much juicy content um, into the show as possible. Um, wh- have you been up to much? You've been busy? Just keeping myself occupied on the channel. We, we've we've you know had some yep. good good views recently. We, we, we're thinking of, uh, well, we, we are going to redesign the channel quite a bit. I'm, I'm, that's what I'm Ooh. doing for the past week. I think I'm doing the- Do we have any sneak peeks? Any ideas? It's audio, it's able. I mean, it's essentially, it, it, you know, currently it's kind of just like a standard, you know, subscribe to Dangerville and it's pictures of me and him. But we're, we're going to be mm. trying a bit, bit clever because you know, Dangerville is meant to be like a real place that you go to to learn about Godzilla and there's a community. That's the whole point of it. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like a fictional town. Uh, so the, the channel art's going to represent it by it's going to be like uh, th- looking out a window of a skyscraper. And on the side of the wall, mm. it's it's the pictures of, of me and, and Jacob, the ones doing the channel. Uh, wow. And like, it, you know, it says Mayors of Dangerville. Uh, if you look out the window, it's just Dangerville being destroyed by Godzilla, as uh, has been comedically, uh, you know, put into some of our previous videos. So it kind of just links into that because, you know, we're in a perpetual state, state of uh, emergency uh, at Dangerville. So, yeah, enough, it's, just, it's just a fun little thing for our... For our fans to to immerse themselves in, yeah, good. Well, uh, if anyone is interested in Godzilla, Jurassic Park kind of stuff, you know where to go. The channel is Dangerville. Um, that sounds like a terrifying place to live. Not going to lie, it's, it's not great. Um, the, the tax is like Im- Im- unbelievable because uh, Godzilla keeps really? destroying everything. Yeah. Oh yeah, of course. You need a lot of money for that government to keep repairing buildings and stuff. Yeah. Ah, that's so awkward. Um, I tell you what's also awkward. Um, the 90s references in Captain Marvel. Hello. Hi. Straight in with the Captain Marvel chat. Now, when we last recorded, which was um, two and a half weeks ago, I, I would say, Jesus. we had yet to see Captain Marvel. Um, and then we did see it. And then we've been in this little break. So, so let's just, let's just step back are. about 
two two weeks to when we first started it. So so right, we yeah. we just left the cinema. Yeah. Oh, wow! Hey hey, Bo, what what did you what did you think of the film? Yeah, um, it was alright. Uh, it felt very throwaway. Right. Hmm. In terms of yeah. it just wasn't very well made or in terms of like just into in the Marvel cinematic universe it felt throwaway. So Yeah, so that's an important distinction to make, you're right. I guess I'm I treat Marvel films now. Uh and most superhero films. Um to be fair, I never watch DC films, so I can't really comment too much on those. But I treat Marvel films kind of as their own genre these days. And I to be fair, I do think they the the level well, the ratings or slash reviews I would give a Marvel film is all it's on a different scale to other films, basically. Um, I think mostly artistically, they don't need to be standout great films, as it were. Um, I know there are some that are better than others. I think Captain Marvel, for me, is probably in like the Avengers Age of Ultron bracket, where really it was it was like a good film. Like as a film, it was okay. It was. It was. I it, feel it like didn't it was probably. Fuck it it up was pretty. Up. It didn't. It was just. Possible. Yeah. Yeah. It. Like, if you're looking at how to make a franchise movie that bridges a gap, that's about as good as it gets. Like when when you compare it to um, the Crimes of Grindelwald, which is objectively a shite film. <laughs> not only am I not that bothered about the the uh, material. Um, but as a, as an actual film, it's shite. Um, Captain Marvel is you know heads and shoulders beyond that, um, but with the same kind of idea that it's there to kind of you know fill out, pad out a universe, uh, and introduce more characters and, and stuff like that. So yeah, as a Marvel film goes, it's probably second or third tier. As a film goes, it's like it is a fun film to watch. There, are, I do have a few nitpicks, but we'll get into those after you. Let us know your kind of original, your your first takeaways. Right. I mean, everyone kind of always has like the honeymoon phase whenever they go see a new Marvel film because obviously it's like a spectacle. Sure. They design it so your you know your brain releases dopamine at such a specific time. That, oh my god, it's so cool! You got explosions and people doing things that humans can't do, and it's you know it's always fun to watch. Uh, you know, pretty colors and '90s references you grow up with, and you know it, it's it's tricking your brain. It's got a box of chocolates and it's luring you into the trap of you know making making you think it's a good movie when you know when you when if actually when you sit and you talk about it, you realize um, it's it's not. It's like there's there are so many films that we'll, obviously we'll talk about in a second, but um, there's so many films that you can sit and talk about for, for ages about what certain things mean or why they did that or you know how how mm-hmm. long someone sat and and thought about writing it that way, but you you just sit and you watch something like Captain Marvel and you go, you know they probably sat there for about five minutes and went, yep that'll that'll do, <laughs> yeah that, that's a cool twist. Are we going to do spoilers or has it been enough time? Do you think? Has it been enough time? Two weeks, about just over two weeks. I reckon weeks. anyone that cares made... about a Marvel film would have already seen it by now. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I would say so. Yeah. So it, look, you know, it's made nearly a billion dollars. Yeah. Spoiler alert, but get ready. Like you know, you got is it the, the scroll? What, what's they called? Scroll. The scroll. scroll. Like you know, 
oh, they're the good guys, even though throughout most of the film, they present themselves as being bad guys. It's not even like they're trying, mm. it's not even like they're misinterpreted. They're, they're just presented as bad guys and they do yeah. things that bad guys traditionally do, like s- try and shoot you with a sniper rifle from tops of a building instead of trying to reason with you. Um, but then, oh, the guys that you were with ended up being the bad guys, even though mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure like two of them on the actual team are already known for being bad guys in the cinematic universe, so it wasn't like yeah. that much of a yeah. surprise. But it's just a kind of thing, like, again, really? Like, it doesn't help that the bad guy's design is just it's just a duck it's just a green elf, like an orc thing. Like, like a Star Trek. It's just a Star Trek alien. thing. And you just watching it, it's just so uninspired. Like I, I recognize while watching it, it had, you know, inspirations from Star Wars. Like I'm pretty sure they used the same sound effects a few times, you know, because they are both owned by mm-hmm. Disney. That would make sense. Um, mm-hmm. But again, like you should just leave the film and go, I'm going to forget it about it in like a few weeks, a few a few months or something like that. And I'm not, I'm just, I'm just not going to go back to it. I just don't need to. Like, yeah, no. yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. That I well, I get. Sounds like me and you kind of have the same kind of thought pattern with it. It is a fairly forgettable film. It's okay. It's not, yeah, it's not um, like I didn't the, like it. It's just like yeah, I had a fun time shoving popcorn down my throat whilst people went, "Whoa, I get that reference." Uh, and mm. and there was like two funny moments in the film. Yeah, um, yeah. I like the actors. I like Brie Larson yeah. more than I thought. Yeah, she I was because like everyone had she been saying dope. she was miscast, but I think she's great. Um, mm-hmm. The chemistry between her and, and Samuel L. Jackson was spot on. Like you can and, tell, yeah. the CGI and Samuel L. Jackson of... to make to de-age him was was fantastic. Right, like Whoa. you normally I mean, they just the put like 70. a CGI layer over his skin, but no, they actually like changed his body. So I don't know if they had yeah. like a, a double actor or something, but like he had a he, has, he had the same thin body he had when he was doing Pulp Fiction, not some like seventy year old dude's like dad bod. Like <laughs> he was, yeah, it, it was. It, they, they, they yeah yeah they, they tried really hard to make sure that you thought it was young Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, so like, and um, yeah. and uh, yeah, and they did a good job as well. And I, and I would say some of the action set pieces were good, but obviously they always are. In a, in but the a, in the a, overall uh, editing Marvel was, film was terrible, especially in the action yeah. scenes. You had no idea what was, was going it? on in a lot of them. Like, yeah, you couldn't pay attention right. to who was Shaky firing cam. at who. There's just bright lights and lasers, and there's way too many cuts. And it's it's. For sure, <laughs> I, I guess you know they're not made for the action purist in mind, so you don't get the you know the nice wide angle, the wide the nice wide angle, um, single take kind of action sequences that you would get in a John Wick or a classic Jack, Jackie yeah. Chan film, um, which is fine. I mean that is most American action films. It's just the way they do it. I I'm yeah same with you. I find it so the her the big fight she has with all of the um, like her ex squad on the spaceship was just like, I didn't have a clue what was going on. You know, there were characters who were just in and out of it. Um, her like mentor who she was battling then just kind of disappears and yeah. then somewhere else in like five seconds later. So yeah, there are a few beats here that kind of uh, brought me out of the experience. They kept playing, they kept shoehorning in nineties tracks, which is fine. But if you're going to do a film that's so set, in a time period at least lean into it they didn't really i don't feel like they lent into it they had like ah look she crashed into a blockbusters that's funny they don't have those anymore and it didn't get in the way ooh, it didn't seem excessive nirvana's on the radio uh, it, it no just, no it was kind of there it was just, it was there but like when you're when you when you're literally just overlaying a 90s no doubt song on top of like the climactic 
fight at the end and it doesn't even cut with the fighting that's happening it just comes off lazy so yeah just shows I guess to the, show film... the difference from you've got two films that are designed to essentially bridge uh one thing to another you've got thor ragnarok and you've got captain marvel thor ragnarok mm. does such a better job at making a film that's designed to be a film with style and good writing yep. and, and hilarious humor and good acting and this one is like half of what thor ragnarok was uh and this one's arguably a more at least set up to be a more important film because this is this is what the next definitely 10 years of marvel's supposed to be and it doesn't do mm-hmm. it in a way that makes people go yeah i'm ready to watch the next 10 years i think most people's reactions yeah. are eh, i don't really care yeah it's a weird one i guess i i would assume that they're going to go really hard on the captain marvel thing either in endgame or in something after endgame because yeah you're right like if you think about when captain america the first avenger came out that did feel like it was like wow this is cool okay this is start something and i know that's probably because it was all brand new back then so you have to look at it with rose tinted glasses Mm. and you have to realize nostalgia oh i remember how young i was when i watched that first one but i know what you mean this didn't feel like a start of something great this just felt like an ant-man film where it's like yeah okay fine character um but you know i'm not like buzzed about it so it's going to be hard for them to turn the reception at least from us of captain marvel the film into she is now you know the tent peg of the whole franchise i i I don't i i think brie larson's got it in the tank definitely she's definitely charismatic and funny enough and definitely good enough actress um actor should i say and and the hero itself is pretty cool if not a bit Superman-like, you know, a bit too invincible for my liking. Yeah, but we, we can go in, in, in depth into how that's another massive issue just for the that's another next problem, 10 yeah. years entirely, but that's not, for the, that's not the actual film. We're judging the film itself, not the future yeah. of, of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What it could be. Yeah. Um, and to be fair to Marvel, they do do a good job of levelling super powerful heroes. So I'm sure there will be kind of caveats in the future mm. but um yeah as a film goes i mean if i had to throw a rudimentary number at it it's like a six you know like yeah. i did in i wouldn't say i wasted my time or money um and it you know as always with marvel films the ending did make me pretty jazzed for endgame which is a month away on day of record um which is so exciting because the hype the hype meter is off the off the flipping charts man it's off the charts. Um, so, yeah, fine. I wouldn't go mental for it, but... Just watch it, it I guess. It's, it's one of those films. But you're not going to... Yeah. You're not. If you're a Marvel film, you kind of have to watch it. If you're a... Yeah. If you're just a, a dude that just likes watching films, you're not going to... You're not going to have a stroke over not watching it. Yeah, exactly. You'll be all right. Trust me, you'll be all right. Um, okay, so from one film to another now. Now, this is a film that I haven't seen. Um, and it has recently dropped two um, commercial success. I'm talking in the tune of 70 million US dollars over its weekend. Supposedly release, it earned even more which, than that. And that was like oh, a, swear down. Yeah. Maybe that's a conservative guess. But let's okay. So let's say then a conservative guess of 70 million <laughs> US dollars in its first weekend, which is not common for a movie of its genre. An I'm talking about horror, the an new an original horror original horror um i'm talking about jordan peele's us not to be confused with pixar's up very very different 
Um, Alistair, you have seen the film. Mm. Hit me with your reactions. Uh, I thought it was fucking great. <laughs> it is probably yeah. one of my favorite films of the year so far. Um, okay. It it does far more than its trailer makes you think it's going to do. Um, and it has so many mind-boggling moments in the film that I absolutely love. I love things that make me question uh, reality itself and they make you question how life has been doing you know going on as it has uh it just it's just far more expansive than 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 what we what i ever expected and it takes some massive turns and twists and it's exactly what you want from a horror film you know it's not the scariest film he does in, mm-hmm. like, involve a lot of comedy in it kind of like get out i'd argue there's probably not necessarily like they don't have the the funny man i guess the the dad would kind of be like the funny man but they they kind of just have yeah. moments throughout the film where it kind of breaks attention by by doing something obviously intentional like uh putting fuck the police go straight like in in <laughs> moments of what's meant to be pure terror and and it's they can still manage to make scenes like that scary and that's just jordan peele is like a fan of like all these old school horror films like psycho and halloween and and the shining, all all masterclasses of the genre, and this kind of combines all the best of all of them and adds his own little twist to it. And um, I absolutely love it. And uh, all the acting is fantastic. The music, the actual soundtrack, phenomenal. Like there's, if I had small nitpicks, is that they explain a bit too much towards the end. Um, okay. But that's that's really only a small nitpick for for something that you know that exceeds in so many areas. Uh, far more than i expected um i'm probably going to see it again i mean you're you're definitely invited if we want to get your opinion for the next one we'll um, yeah we will we'll try and get it in this week yeah and, and there's a there's a cameo well not a cameo there's a, there's a a guy in it who's a i didn't expect and it was absolutely hilarious that i saw him in it and i'm not gonna, dang. i'm not going to tell you who it was dang ah why does it mean something to me it might do oh that's exciting i definitely hell i want to see it now um okay good so so what you're saying is is it like more of the same of, of get out because i have seen get out so i do kind of get the angle uh that jordan pill went for in that film um now i've seen a few people comment um that whereas get out was obviously based on a very particular subject um you know in in general society um the racism and that kind mm. of thing um is is this film is this film based based on that? Because I've seen some people say that actually it's not a film about race at all. It's just a film about a real human struggle that we all have. Um, would you say the same? Obviously, we are both you know white dudes, so we can't always speak. Um, well, according to Jordan Peele, perfectly. like obviously he, he tells us what the intentions are. You know, yeah. But like you know, the beauty of horror film is that everyone can can come out with their own different ideology. But you know, this yeah. film is. It, like Get Out was very social political. This film isn't quite mm-hmm. as political. It doesn't put you know race first. It just so happens sure. that the, the family is African American. Um, yeah. But you know, there's obviously subtle hints inside there of of this and that and and certain ways that characters act around other people. Um, but it, it doesn't get in the way. It's just they're just the stars. Um, yeah. But just, you know, there's definitely a lot of stuff in there thematically that you know can leave you questioning things but it doesn't necessarily go into uh, the social aspect there is there is some stuff about yeah. like um homelessness like uh, and our general reactions to that um mm-hmm. 
oh, it's 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 just really interesting. I feel like if I talked any more, I'd probably just end up spoiling it. But you know, yeah. I, I I definitely would probably give it like an eight point five out of ten. I and I'd probably change if I go see it again. But um, definitely a really good film. Fantastic. Okay, good. Well, uh, you've piqued my interest not only with your insightful reaction, but also that little tidbit of information. I, I wanna. I want to find out. I think I have a, um, I think I know what it might be based on the little tidbits of the film that I've kind of seen uh, slash experienced through other means. But um, we'll keep that stum because we don't want to ruin the surprise now, do we? That would be shite. Um, so let's let's move on then uh, from the movie chat just now uh, and move into into the gaming hemisphere. Now there's. I guess the thing is, once when you've been away for a couple of weeks, a whole lot of shit can change, and a whole lot of shit has changed. Um, the gaming industry itself, at large, um, is is kind of evolving before our eyes. Um, first thing I want to say, uh, Sony's State of Play show happened the other day, um, which jumps to... out of the hemisphere, out completely out of nowhere. They just kind of announced it, and then. Now it's yeah, here. and then it just happened. It's just happened. So, obviously, they're not at E3 this year, um, as well as EA are also on uh, E3 this year. Um, so, I guess uh, the the popularity and the what's the word the necessity for a big stage you know presence show is kind of waning, which is fine. Some people hate E3. I like the spectacle, but that's just me. Um, so. Yeah, Sony have gone down the Nintendo Direct route and done their own show. Um, very, you know, they've been they're controlling the message basically. The State of Play show was a small, short, kind of very focused um, dump. Remember this. Remember this isn't this isn't designed to replace E3. This isn't. This no. is not their version of E3. If anything, this is just no. so they can get all the small things out of the way, so they can talk about yep. the big things and probably PlayStation Five later this year. I think it's I think it's a good idea, like you said, to yeah, just drop little bits of information to us. Don't make a you know a big deal out of the small things like VR, you know, because when you when you stay up until four a.m. and you want to watch a Sony press conference, and you know, half an hour of the show is spent on VR bullshit. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. that's not fair, but you know, <laughs> VR games. You're like, I don't care about this. Show me, show me what you got, kind of moment, you know. So. I like that they are doing it a bit more of a segmented approach where you can either, you know, it doesn't feel like it's such a big deal to just watch, uh, you know, or experience their state of play show. Mm. Um, are there any titles from the show that interest you? I saw a few Definitely, kind yeah. of cool I looking VR I experiences. It. I was too busy playing Farpoint VR. Um, I completely forgot Ooh. about it, but, um, you know, No Man's Sky VR. I'd always been interested in No Man's Sky, yeah. but I've, I've, I've always thought from, from the beginning, I was like, that would be a perfect... VR game, kind of like you know, mm-hmm. kind of like Skyrim. It's, it's, that's this and Skyrim yeah. are two games where you go. This this is the reason why you buy a PSVR. It makes sense. These are these yeah. are two games where you put on a helmet and you enter a completely different universe. Like this this is the point of them. This is the point of VR. Um, yeah. This is the kind of thing you would starve to death because you you've forgotten about eating. Um, <laughs> over. Uh, you you've got Iron Man VR, which would be really interesting. Iron Man VR. Yeah. Uh, it's not reckon? for me, but I imagine a lot no. of people will like it. Um, I saw a pretty funny video from a YouTuber called Young Yeah, yeah, uh, one of my favorite YouTubers, and um, he did like a little short minute and a half clip of him watching the state of play, 
and it was titled like um oh, what was it? it was like watch the visible disappointment of me like w- watching the state of play and it was basically him as soon as he realized it was it was iron man he was like oh my god oh my god uh, was it like uh, was it like a fix? Yeah, it was him watching it live. It was him reacting to it as it was happening, and it was funny because as soon as he realised it was Iron Man, he was getting jazz like, "Oh my god, is this is this what what this is this like first party Iron Man?" Um, and then he realised it was a VR game, and he was like, "Oh, right, okay." So I implore everyone to go out and watch that because that was quite hilarious um, to see somebody's hopes and dreams crushed like that. Um, but yeah, Iron Man VR. Outside fine, of that, you got some, like, you know, got, got a new Days Gone trailer. You've got a, yeah. a Crash Team uh, Racing, like a retro mode for that. You got a lot, yeah, you know, a lot of smaller that. games, really. The kind of like the side games. Obviously, Days Gone is you know a first party title. It's a big game, but it's they kind of just hyping mm. up before it comes out. Yeah, they're they're going to need to do a lot to try and get some traction with that with that game. To be honest, because not only is it like a genre that's not really so hot at the moment. Um, but it's so close to the Last of Us style that it's going to be tricky for it to kind of cut out its own niche, and it's been in development for a long time. I think it'll so, do fine. I think yeah. they've shown enough stuff to get enough people excited. The only thing that I guess will it kill it, on... like, I think it's the kind of game that will live or die depending on whether the reviews are good or not. Because it's a genre I think so. that You're yeah, right. it's a genre that people are like. Eh, I'm kind of sick of it. If I see something good come along, I'll obviously buy it. So if the reviews yeah. are like, oh, this is the biggest zombie game ever then you know people Mm -hmm. will buy it but if it's just like kind of like what happened to state of decay 2 when that Mm -hmm. came out everyone was kind of like yeah i guess i'll buy it if it's good and the reviews kind of like yeah it's all right no one really bought it because it's just another zombie game yeah it i guess it just strikes me as a like a wait till it drops to 15 pound kind of game and then pick it up (laughs) and just play it enjoy it and just leave it that's that's the thing Um, that's probably what i'm gonna do which is fine, which is fine. You know, not every game has to be a massive AAA blockbuster, so don't worry about it. Um, so yeah, if you're interested in that kind of thing, that's great. Um, other other big news as well, uh, currently in, in the gaming hemisphere, um, stuff that, again, that's happened over the last couple of weeks, we've got, um, and talking of exclusives as well, the Epic Store is is rustling some jimmies mm. big time. Now, the, the CEO, Tim Sweeney, um, He's he's had he's had a few things to say, some which have kind of sounded like, you know, dastardly, you know, Doctor Evil kind of stuff, um, where he he's been saying stuff like, trust me, this the Epic Game Store is good for the good for the industry, um, even if you don't know it right now, which is kind of a <laughs> bit creepy the, the in the way it comes like, out. Love hearing it is millionaires that probably don't even game telling them how they should uh, how they should think. Yeah, I think obviously it's it's a tricky one because I obviously Epic Games are in it for the money. They've made a boatload from Fortnite and they're just reinvesting that somewhere. And I th- personally, for me as a non PC gamer, I do think it's good. Um, you know, there's there's a competition breeds excellence, and it's clear that Steam's been the you know the big daddy for a long time. And I feel like people are just kind of getting their knickers into this because they can't be asked to download another launcher, but it's it's a free launcher. Yeah, you know, it's not like it's you're paying for that launcher. As far as I've seen, um, but, well, I've had I've had plenty of debates on Twitter because you know they're very passionate sure. on Twitter, and I, I've just literally someone was like, ah, "I'm not buying the game. I plan on pirating it," which is the most pathetic thing you could do. You know, you know whether know. or not you support Epic or not, this is a Obsidian. This is an a, an indie game company doing a a nice single player game, not including bullshit microtransactions. Don't yeah. fucking pirate the game. 
that's doing what other game companies should do, which is not yeah. not bullshit stuff. Don't they don't they're Base. not they're not swindling you. They're just launching it on 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 a different platform, which is probably not even Obsidian's choice in the first place. Uh, no. Apparently, they were still making the Steam achievements. Like they were literally in the middle of making the Steam achievements when they were given the news. So apparently, they didn't even know about it. So it's probably a a deep silver uh, decision. But um, yeah. But people have been saying, oh yeah, it's an exclusive. Uh, it's not. It's launching on the Windows Store as well, um, at the same time, and then Steam a year later. So if you don't like the Epic uh, launcher, you you, could, you don't have to download a launcher. You can just go on the Windows Store and download it. Um, so it's it's not the end of the world. Uh, but I've been no. told it is because you know apparently it's Chinese spyware, uh, and I don't know why they keep calling it Chinese. I think it's because the, they I think they were given like funding it's, from a Chinese company. Like, yeah, it was like forty percent. Yeah, ten cent. Tencent Media, they own quite a, a large portion of Epic now, so yeah, I think it's and they did receive a lot of that. But uh, yeah, apparently it's spyware because apparently it watches what games you have open or something like that. But right. I mean, Steam does that as well. I don't know why they they're calling Epic spyware. Yeah. Um, apparently, then the reason it does that is so it knows when you open and close certain games, so it can open open the launcher back up again. Uh, but I think one one of the biggest things that people have been saying is that apparently it's. You can see certain people's personal details, or at least there was like a, a hack, or there was like something where you could see other people's personal details. Um, yeah. But again, the same thing has happened to Steam, and they give that excuses. Same thing happens to Xbox. Same thing happens to PlayStation. Like it's it's a thing that happens to everyone. Yep. Every one of these launches has had the mistake, and everyone's acting like Epic says uh, has murdered a firstborn child or something like that. It's it's really really immature like <laughs> this is it's, why it's, people view gamers as a joke yeah. yeah the entitled reactions of some is just like it's so childish like you said and 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 you know i'm not being paid by epic but it seems like their heart's in a good place you know they're, they're trying to they're trying to give more they're only taking a 12 percent cut um from revenue um, unlike steam that takes 30 yeah so the 70 30 is one of the things that uh the the ceo said he even said um breaking the 70 30 stranglehold that's pervaded the industry for more than a decade so this is clearly a big part of their their mission statement is that you know we're here to offer um a, you know a better deal for publishers and developers and um and if all it means is downloading another you know launcher an app launcher that's free then why would you not be happy, you know, just to to send the money, you know, in the right direction more more than anything? So, yeah, I don't know why the reaction has been so. I think it's just people just scared of change. I know? understand the frustration. They're just worried that like, like it's yeah, they it's kind of suck. They shouldn't be exclusively buying up the rights to screw people that are on Steam. Like, uh, they they should thrive on competition, not just eradicate competition because that's not how yeah that's not how they improve if they no. feel pressured to get better then that's how they get the features but right now they're still missing a bunch of features they don't have achievements definitely uh they don't have sharing or anything like that you know it's yeah. it's very bare bones like if you just want to play the game just download the launcher and play the game yeah if you want yeah. the extra features you're gonna have to wait an extra year which is obviously very frustrating um so in 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 terms of shadiness it's still really shady that they've you know, Outer Worlds has been marketed to be released on Steam. You know, they, they've been telling people that do pre-order on Steam. Um, and then last minute, bought it out and went on, on Epic. The same thing happened to Metro Exodus very recently. It was uh, yep. released straight on, on the Epic store after promising to be released on Steam. And it's pretty shitty, 
but you know my motto is it's not the end of the world it's just a fucking game just play it if you want to or don't like you know whatever yeah you just gotta it's, just it's gotta on pc it on regardless chin. it's it's on pc yeah it's not like yeah, it's not exactly. on pc yeah you'll be all right I promise you'll be all right um okay so yeah obviously the epic game store it's a newcomer um it hasn't been around for long and 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 again in the kind of same area in the kind of same industry we we have a couple not so much well no i guess they actually are now also areas for for game release development blah 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 we have more big news and and that comes in the way of major companies like google and apple getting into gaming now when you say that people think oh what they're going to do their own console or you know are they going to develop their own games publish their own games what does that mean not quite so obviously traditional consoles have been the the mainstay now for f- fucking god knows out like the 80s since the late mid to late 80s um the kind of home console thing has kind of it, it, you know it's it's a popular method of game distribution um but google with their their ambitious new project stadia is trying to change the way that we we play and interact with our games how did you see any of this the the announcement and, and what they're they're trying to promise i did it, it seems very up its own ass <laughs> it was very it Ooh, was, seemed what? like they were revolutionizing it sounded like they were yeah. inventing gaming it, it seemed like yeah. they were taking a, a note out of Apple's book. Yeah, the kind of hyperbole and look what we're doing, we're so revolutionary. Why, why would you say that? Do you think that inherently that the idea is not that good? It's just, you know, I mean, fair, you know whatever. It's, it's, it's excellent marketing because people are acting like this is, a, you know, suddenly a, a revolutionary thing. But, you know, according to technology, you know, if you actually look at some tests people have done, it's exactly the same. The actual, the look about Google is that they have an endless pit of money that they can just throw at it. And if it fails, it won't make a dent. Um, yeah. So they have like, I think these computers, like the massive computers that are running that are ridiculously powerful and supposedly will do most of the processing. So really the only thing you're actually streaming is a video a video of a computer running in the background. So they must have an mm-hmm. extraordinary amount of computers running at the same time with so much power. Yeah. Like I wonder how much actual, you know, I'll electricity that that's drawing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's interesting. It, again, it's, I, well, I, I don't know how to feel until I get it in my hands. Cause it can, you know, words are, you know, one thing, but yeah, again, Google is new to this. I can't necessarily trust a company like Google um, yeah, but you know that Google is going to just market the hell out of it, and it will probably succeed at the end of the day, because um, it's Google. I guess. Yeah, uh, I guess though, if you look back at their their past, I mean, they've got into loads of like experimental bits of tech that they've kind of tried to make work. First thing that comes to mind is like Google Glass. Remember that when it was like, oh, look what they're doing, like you know, um, AR glasses that are smart glasses, and, and that's that for like a year, was, and they just kind of stopped. Yeah. <laughs> And then it's just like, oh wait, that doesn't happen anymore. No one they it. kind of look, no, they look fucking daft, and people don't want to wear that shit. Um, I've actually there's a there's a, a, a an article up on PC Gamer uh, came out yesterday, um, uh, written by Jared Walton. He says I tried Google Stadia and latency got me killed. Um, he said 
Only a few games are being demoed with Stadia, including Assassin's Creed Odyssey and Doom, um, the 2016, not Doom Eternal. I gave both a whirl, but I was most interested in Doom, given that it's more likely to highlight problems of input latency. Um, and yeah, he basically said, when it comes to a more fast-paced game, he did he just noticed input lag. Um, it's going to happen. And so, it's it's yeah. guaranteed it's the latency. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and yeah, and it's tricky as well because Google haven't even told us, you know, what machines they're using to do this and how it's going to work. But if you think about it this way, like the the national average in the UK of like broadband speeds is something like was it like thirty megabits? Um, That's like more and you've than got me. to think that. Well, I was going to, but and then I was going to say, and and you've also got to think about like London has you know seven million people of the, of the country's population over ten percent, and they probably get pretty decent you know Wi-Fi because they're in London most of the rest of the company uh, company rest of the country will be getting nowhere near 30 megabits per second so how are you going to be able to stream something like doom on let's say a 10 megabits per second download it just seems like something that's like you know how you were saying sound a bit up their own asses it just came across as like they are kind of stuck in the san fran bubble you know where it's people who have like super fast broadband um, who can afford to do this, and they have the tech, and they and they have the wherewithal to be able to do this. But for people in Europe, mainland Europe, the UK, most of America as well, it's just not going to work. How can it? How can it work? So it's still early ultimately, I think it's going to be a flop. I feel like if but, any company is going to be able to do it right, it's probably well, going to be yeah. the one with the bottomless yeah. pit of money. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Like they 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 claim they've got like seven thousand nodes across the world Whatever that, um, that are going to be yeah what, what is that it's like when they say teraflops yeah. like this PlayStation Four Pro's got fourteen teraflops like right okay I don't know what that means but cheers fine. mate I'll take one yeah. of those yeah I'll have a teraflop there and add in another teraflop that's great thanks so yeah it it will be interesting to see how it pans out to be honest I think it's going to go like the Google Glass and just kind of not really do anything. Um, but maybe that technology will kind of influence something else. Maybe it will become like, um, you know, how what they were what they're doing with Crackdown Three, which by all means is like a garbage game. But they are they are bringing out a mode soon, which is powered by the cloud. The X cloud. So the X cloud. So maybe that that it's kind of almost like a, a way to kind of test how that might work, and it might just improve things in the future. But I think as as its own kind of thing. It's going to be really hard to make that work for most people. So, ah, pretty awkward. But they're, um, you know, they're not the only ones that are making subscription-based gaming services, though. Exactly. Very well done. You're correct. <laughs> Apple Arcade was announced yeah. just yesterday, which is probably the most interesting thing that they announced in from from my perspective. The thing that perked yeah, up me I is mean, the most. Yeah, exactly. I'm not bothered about Apple News. Plus. I'm never going to get the titanium about... Apple card as much as I want just a card. I don't. Yeah. I don't care about the service. I just want that card. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. But Apple exactly. Card, okay. it does Still, look nice. the thing is, this, this the conference was was mostly just it, telling people about it, giving them enough information to get them hyped, but not giving them all the information like prices and stuff. That that's going to be left for for speculation. I'm presuming it's going to be like the same as Apple Music and stuff, like nine ninety nine or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. maybe even a bit more but um this one is, is sounds really promising because you have this subscription-based streaming service idea but it doesn't require yep. internet which is great because no. most people are gaming yep. on the go with you exactly know, with phones. but like, like this like, seems ah. 
Sorry, it's, <laughs> this just seems like a way more intelligent way of, of getting involved. Sorry, continue. This is the yeah, like you say, this more intelligent. It's the same thing that Microsoft's doing right now, which is a subscription-based service that you can download games on. So instead of doing subscription-based, instantly going to Netflix, which is you know still probably ten years in the future kind of situation, um, mm-hmm. they're doing subscription-based service, getting people interested in the idea but still letting them download games, which is what I'm assuming the, the Apple Arcade is, because they, they say that you do you don't have to have an internet connection to use it. But obviously, if it was a, a Netflix-like service, that would be physically impossible. So what I'm assuming is yeah. that you have a service, you get to download the games for free, and yeah. then you get to play them wherever you want. Uh, yeah. they, they make a big point about how there's the, the separation from games like angry birds and story-based indie games that are usually paid and, and the big they made a big point about how the, the subscription service is based a lot around story-based narrative artistic independent games mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. which is where you know you'd want the subscription based service anyway because most multiplayer games are free regardless um, yeah so I think the idea is great I mean there's a few games in there that I'm really interested in like uh, Beyond a, Sk- a Steel Sky, which is kind of like it looks kind of like you know it's a third party, a third person like Borderlands and Fallout looking game. And the fact you can take something that looks like a console game on the go looks yeah. great. And it, and if it's a reasonable subscription, yeah, yeah, I'd, I'd get it because there's, there's a bunch of other games that look great as well. Um, yeah. So this is probably again like Xbox is doing one of the first steps to getting it right because. Yeah. Apple, you know, they aren't, they aren't, they've never really shown direct interest in gaming. They made the App Store, which again is probably one of the biggest revo- revolutions in mobile gaming we've ever had. It gave everyone the ability to make and have games in their hands. You know, you've, you've got the PlayStation Vita, you've got, you've got the Wii U or, you know, the Switch, stuff like that, which are handheld consoles, but they haven't got nearly the reach as some of the App Store has. So now you've given them like millions and millions and millions, like 80 million people, the ability to do it. So they could have much more wider reach yeah. than any of these other consoles combined could. Um, so I think it's a interesting start and a good idea, but you know, yeah. whether these games will reach such a wide audience is something we'll have to, we'll have to you know, wait and see really. I, yeah, I agree. I think it's, it seems way more, um intelligent as i said before a service um in consideration to what google are doing and in consideration to where the world's at in terms of what it can and can't do um and although yeah the games might not be triple a you know in the traditional sense but like you said i mean if they can if they can get a place where you can have hundreds of games that you just you know you you pay your monthly service and you you get to play and play them um you know this is this is this is a service that's going to be on mobile, desktop, and Apple TV. So yeah. they're going to have like loads of opportunities and loads of d- devices to play it on. And if you know, if you think Apple have got uh, an approximate 1.4 billion person install base, um, is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh. 1.4 billion approximately people you know have like an Apple device, or there are 1.4 billion Apple devices you know in the wild basically. So you know you you've got uh, almost once like sixth one seventh of the world's population who who you know there's an apple device out there basically um so it's it, if anyone's going to get it right 
I feel like it's going to be Apple. I don't, I, they just don't seem like people who... When you look at everything they do, right? The Apple Watch is a success. Um, the Apple TV, it's not amazing, but it, it's a success, you know? Like, it is about as good, you know, uh, a media box as you can get. Um, well, at least in my opinion. Like, when they do things, they do do things, you know? Like, they don't, f- they don't fuck about. They don't do a Google Glass and then, like, just drop it. So especially these days so it seems quite interesting i guess for me it's going to be difficult because i'm not into indie games whatsoever um so it's going to be difficult for me to get excited about what they have on their platform it, they have such a um, wide variety coming though that's but, the thing. but that's but that's it though but uh, yeah You've if they can this if they can like if you you know i think they posted it the, the video they released which was you know it, it the, the video was no different to you know the, the stadium release video they were both almost yeah. identical except the apple apple one actually showed games and actually showed what the what you can do with it and and was you know an apple advert it was a good advert um but most of the reactions from from lad bible or unilad was like the laughing emoji and i was just there like why are you laughing <laughs> like, what? yeah but they're doing that's something... audiences of people who it... only play call of duty and fifa in it exactly so, you know. so you've got to you've got to remember that the that apple's almost aiming for their dedicated hipster audience that will pay for it. There is an yeah. audience of people that will, will sit with their Apple Watch on in a cafe with their iPhone XS Max with this subscription service, listening to their Apple Music subscription, uh, yeah. and they'll play you know, this this next artistic indie game released by their favorite developer. You know, this is, this yeah. is definitely for them, which, you know, as you said, over a billion people, that's going to be a pretty large portion of those that are so dedicated mm-hmm. that they will buy it. They will do it. Mm-hmm. And Apple knows it. it. Definitely. Yeah, exactly. I saw a really a crazy tweet. Uh, unfortunately, I can't remember who tweeted it, but it, 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 it kind of in the realms of, let's say, for example, that all of the services they announced the other day were $10 each. Um, if you get all of them, you're paying $40 a month um, for four of those services. If you then say that 1% of the 1 billion or so devices they've got out there pay for those services, they make uh, an additional $400 million a month. A so, month as well? Wow, what? A month, yeah. yeah. Because there'll be monthly subscriptions. So I think really, even if you've only got, I say only, the, the thing is the numbers are so big here like 50 million in terms of 1 billion people is not a lot. So if they can even get like, you know, 50 million, I think that's probably too much, but you know, 10 million people paying that a month. When you, that's that's like what what's what's 10 million of 1 billion? Is that 1%? 10%? I feel like I feel like they'll be able to hit that number. Like, the App Store is fine. It it works, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Like you can go on there, you can find a free game like I don't fucking know Clash Royale one I've played a lot in the past um, Pokemon Go and they are like pretty good polished games if they can promise that but more um, for you know a fairly nominal fee people who like games I feel like they'll probably they'll want to pay for that kind of thing imagine, at least, or at least try it imagine a reality when if Apple has like makes their own E3 like conference for, for games yeah 
Yeah, it's definitely cool, not it? out out of the realm. If it takes off, then certainly they could really lean hard into it. I think um, I remember seeing some quotes years back when Apple weren't as big as they are now, and, and they were discussing where they wanted to go with gaming and and um, you know and with uh, Tim Apple, Tim not Apple. Tim Apple. Sorry, I meant Steve Apple. Oh, sorry, Steve Jobs. Um, no, uh, and and they kind of they didn't lean into it back then, and and it was kind of a regret. Well, they um, had the, um, I think it was the Pippin, which was a colossal failure, which was their version of a gamer's console where they think they released like 15 games. It's just awful. And they're all garbage. Good luck getting older one of them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, the gaming industry is it's in flux, I would say. A lot is changing, and I think it's going to take some really... What I think what's really fucking good about it is that people, companies now like Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo have got to up their game a bit because they can't just rest on their laurels anymore because they've got more and more and more competition who are offering decent products for decent prices. They're really going to have to set themselves apart. I think this could be like the start of a golden era, to be honest, of video games. And that sounds daft, and I'm not an industry expert, you know, and I haven't really been keeping up up to terms up to date with the gaming industry you know for my whole life i'm only a young lad but if you think about the the sheer diversity of options we will have in the next five years you know and and what all of the options and how these are going to affect the way people develop games it's going to be a mad thing it's it's, it's we're definitely entering a pretty massive shift because you know, come 2012, you know, definitely you needed a CD drive in a, in a in a console. But the fact that, you know, we're having conversations, pretty balanced conversations as well, and whether the next consoles even need a DVD drive is a yeah, you know, pretty revolutionary. And I think the, the, the obvious next stage is this subscription-based service um, that you download games to, and then the next generation, you know, the one after this next one, then you I think you'd be looking at, digital games alongside the, you know a netflix style subscription service mm-hmm. but we're, we're mm-hmm. nowhere near there in just no. yet not just yet but we're you know i think we're at the edge of something yeah it's going to be radically different whether it's better uh, or worse very is, exciting is a, definitely subjective it's it's yes. entirely dependent on where you are in the world and how big how fast your internet connection is unfortunately yeah um but so be it um so let's let's kind of round off the show. Let's our, our last kind of topic today is something that affects all of us, big or small, um, some more than others. Some people's livelihoods are on the line here, and a lot of other people's entertainment hoods are also on the line. Um, today is the day that Article Thirteen. The controversial copyright law, the EU, the controversial EU, I should mention, um, copyright law was was basically, yeah, it was like accepted, it was agreed, it was it was voted into into a thing. Um, it it, it three hundred forty eight MEPs voted for it, um, with two hundred seventy eight opposed to Article thirteen. Um, basically. There were, there were two clauses that are gaining the most controversy. We've got Article 11 states new search, that search engines and news aggregate platforms should pay to use links from news websites. And Article 13 holds larger technology companies responsible for material posted without a copyright license, meaning they would need to apply filters to content before it is uploaded. 
Um, obviously, that's going to affect the way that people are able to upload their own content or other people's content um, and how they're going to try and you know use copyright law to, to make compelling content. Obviously, with your channel, let's say, um, uh, there's a lot of Godzilla clips in there, old and new. Yep. Um, do you think this is going to be, it's going to really hinder hinder what you do? Well, it will eventually. I mean, it's, yeah. even though our channel fully falls within fair use, which is a, a real law, um, this, this new, you know, this new, cop, you know, copyright system will completely void it. Uh, it's just kind of a situation where, the balls in their 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 you know their area right now, and mm. it's it's being run by people who have no idea how the internet functions, or the community of the internet, or how many people you know how have you know basically have entire families throughout the internet that communicate and and spread you know joy and you know love and all this shite. Um, but you know it's 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 a bit difficult to put into words because. In one end, I can understand why, from their perspective, these these you know I assume businessmen and 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 politicians that go copyright good, people want yeah this this good, yeah. and then obviously these are the same people that need their kids to come into the room to reset the router because it's not working. Um, yeah. So why are they the ones in charge of it? Why don't they have a division of people going whether it's good or not and who's going to positively affect? Because obviously on one hand it's going to make certain people richer and probably in the grand scheme of things everyone poorer it's um yeah it's gonna make the richest richer but not even that because the if it wasn't for this in the first place they wouldn't have, they wouldn't have been able to even claim my video on what the t-rex really sounded like so they're losing out on whatever money that, that would have made that that if if this article is passed that video yeah, would yeah. just be blocked it just wouldn't be wouldn't yeah. be up so they, they just take it down with no notice and just go there's a copyright right. this is not allowed instead of going oh yeah, yeah you're allowed it up. That's definitely fair yeah. use. It's just demonetized. Yeah, yeah. I so uh, some of the stuff I was reading from before, by the way, it, it was from uh, a Zoe Kleinman article on the BBC News website. Um, there are some interesting quotes here from you know people affected by it. Uh, so uh, the campaign group Open Knowledge International described it as a massive blow for the internet. Uh, and in quotes, we now risk the creation of a more closed society at the very time we should be using digital advances to build a more open world where knowledge creates power for the many, not the few. Um, that's if we continue through here. While Article 13 may have noble aims in its current form, it functions as little more than a set of ideals with very little guidance on exactly which service providers will be caught by it or what steps will be sufficient to comply. So I guess it sounds maybe a little bit worse than it is if you really look into it, but I think it's going to be so hard for you know an entertainment provider hoster like YouTube to police these you know particular copyright laws that... They're just going to have to do a blanket filter, aren't they? Exactly. It's like wouldn't you said, be, just going to be close everything off. And it's not yeah. like it's just a European thing. It's it's affecting the world. Like you think, if you think that YouTube's going to somehow integrate a system that recognises Europeans separated from America, then yeah. they're not. It's just going to be upload, yeah. and then as soon as you've done it, it'll recognise whether it's got yeah. copyrighted content or not. Um, yeah. So it, people saying, "Oh, it's you should move to America," it's not going to be any fucking better. You're going to have yeah. to live in a and world I mean, where PewDiePie doesn't exist. 
Yeah, and it's not even, and it's 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 you know people just use VPNs if they really have to. So you think that they haven't thought about you know people using VPNs? Like obviously they're they're going to find a way to just like you said, it's going to be a simple to shut all this shit down. You know we're taking your shit, not taking it, but you're not allowed to use any other shit that ain't exactly your shit. Because, um, my 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 co-creator on Dangerville has always kind of called the internet like the wild west like the, the the modern wild west and and right now what they're attempting to do is is to is to tame it and it's mm-hmm. almost it's going to be absolutely an impossible task and i think they they've kind of realized that from the amount of times it got rejected and supposedly the new article is called article 17 i think the one that's a bit more bit more tame i think that's what they've actually referred it to and it, it is a lot better what it one than what it originally was definitely yeah. not something we need definitely not good um but it, it gives you a, a glimmer of hope it gives you enough vague wording where you can kind of wiggle your way out of it but also enough vague wording for any copyright company to, to claim whatever the fuck they want like it, this is the issue you, you can kind of wiggle your way out of a lot of stuff but you, you you've also lost a lot of control at the same time Hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's it's weird because there are so many people with so many different, you know, opinions on how it's going to affect people. Some people think it's going to be good for creators and journalists. Apparently, five uh, million people, people signed the the petition to get it revoked. Um, right, and they didn't even bring it up. So, five million. Mad. Yeah, I know, but it's not enough, man. Five million in the grand scheme of things. When you think about how many people are in, the, in Europe, it's not enough. Yeah, um, but I wonder what the petition would have been to. to instigate it in the first place like yeah the, probably know, absolutely my, fucking zero it would be the zero, people yeah. it would be paul mccartney the one who's having all the songs posted on youtube he's, yeah he, he wants all that money yeah exactly it's all of the the hyper rich record labels and 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 you know movie studios who don't use any of our stuff we'll have to see how it all shakes out uh like you said the internet is it's a wild west, man. People are smart. Like, there's always a way around everything. Somebody will figure out something. And like you said, it's, it's going to be so hard for them to um to to figure out how, how they can effectively police everything and everyone. I'm wondering if YouTube's going to have to make a, a conference or anything. I'm wondering if that's going to happen. Like a, a little yeah, keynote well, you know to what say YouTube like. the future of it or anything. They don't. They don't do communication with their their loyal you know fans and visitors they just do shit and just, uh, deal been with pretty it. vocal about how this is going to affect youtube as a business um yeah so it'd be interesting to see if if they come out and say oh yeah um we're shutting down youtube or something yeah oh yeah oh my god imagine yeah youtube's uh finished we're just stopping it now yeah, that was a fun experiment um, guys yeah yeah we're cheers, google so we, we can afford it yeah we go where we want uh we're gonna buy vimeo we'll just go there instead Oh, wait, this is legislation. We can't get around it. Uh, okay, Shite. well, yeah, YouTube, US-only platform. Ah. VPN sales. VPN subscription is going to go through the roof. <laughs> Honestly, it's a good time to make a VPN. So get on Apple it and it software. Yeah, exactly. Get on it, software developers. You're going to make a lot of money in the next few years. Okay, I feel like we have nailed a few things there i'm pretty mentally stuffed um, i think i've learned yeah. a lot today i think we've discussed me a too, lot me too yeah we had a lot to fit in and i think we did it very well thank you again to everyone for listening um obviously conversation interaction is always fun we had a couple comments on some 
previous videos, um, one of them telling us we're not real gamers because we don't <laughs> like grinding. That was an interesting one. You can look for that on the episode 15 on our YouTube channel. Funny about grinding. Um, I have been playing The Division 1 quite recently. Oh, Pretty okay. Good. Yeah, a little extra. Sneak it in yeah. on the end. Yeah, it's not bad. You, you know, I play Division yeah. 2, but I mean, I, the main reason I got it is because I, I love, I fucking love snow-based things. And um, Do you? Yeah, I love snow maps. Uh, and the entire map is just snow. And playing that game in 4K is a, it is a great looking game. Like some of the graphics in it are really nice, actually, for a 2015 game. I think it's mainly because yep. of the resolution. Um, but I love snow. I love snow. And it's pretty fun. Like, you know, it's a pretty simple game. It feels like a single... It, it feels more fluid than Destiny does. Because Destiny okay. feels like you just go a bunch, do a bunch of different maps. This feels like a single-player game with okay. multiplayer yeah. aspects. But, you know, yeah. that's a... That's Al's dangerous gaming dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> we said we were going to tweak it, and yeah. this is what we came up with. Yeah. Alice's dangerous gaming dinghy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if anyone wants to continue posting comments and questions and concerns and thoughts and hyperbole and uh you know whatever you want to say just say it we'll you know we'll, we'll we'll have a chat we'll react the more questions the merrier it'd be good to have like a you know a little section of the show where we can respond to questions maybe one day when we've got a bit more of a following fingers crossed but um yeah thank you to everyone for listening it's been grand um the show is going to be uh a little bit different in terms of how we drop it um in the future but you will you will notice that anyway starting from this week so, so if you're listening to this yes. on soundcloud you know you probably realize yes. this is the actual whole podcast but if you go over to our exactly. youtube page and you want to listen yep. do you want us to listen to singular segments of this podcast so the gaming or, or the apple mm-hmm. segment then just subscribe mm-hmm. to the youtube page and uh yep. you'll, you'll find more specific uh episodes there exactly yeah in the future if you think actually i just want to listen to this bit about this game we're going to we're going to cater for that so look forward to that in the future um we feel like it's going to be good for us good for you and good for the channel so yeah thank you for all your support and your ears and your brain space it's been a pleasure as always and yeah it's time to sign out say good night and we will speak to you again very very soon until next time Goodbye.